0: Hello and welcome to LDS Real People, Real Lives. This is Stephanie Colvin and I am your host coming to you from Southern California. It's so nice to be with you all this week. And the topic of this episode, number 12, is the refiner's fire. Um, I'm just going to be very open and honest this last week. It's so interesting how this all comes together. I had an impression uh, last Friday or Saturday to do my next episode on the refiner's fire. And then this week proceeded to be so very, very difficult um, beyond words to describe it. And so I just wanted to start off this episode talking a little bit about the refiner's fire and what it is. There's a quick, beautiful video that you can watch online and it's about two, two and a half minutes long. And it talks about the lady who um, wanted to go and see for herself a silversmith as he refined the silver. And so she watched the process and she had questions during the process and what he was doing. And um, one of the questions that she asked is how come he watches the silver in the fire? And he responds, and I'm paraphrasing it here by saying that he watches it because it cannot be underdone or overdone it must be perfect she goes on to ask him how do you know when the process is finished and the silversmith explains that he knows when the process is finished because he can see his own image and the silver so the imagery that comes to mind when we think about the refiner's fire is so poignant um, and just spot-on about what happens to us And this journey, this proving ground that we are on here on earth is to have these refiner's fire moments so that we can, too, be cleansed and return back home with our Heavenly Father, our Savior, Jesus Christ, the Holy Ghost, and our family. Bruce R. McConkie says about Christ, his mission is to cleanse purify and refine the human soul so that it can return to his father's kingdom in purity, free from dros. His cleansing is like a refiner's fire. This process, you know, even though we may not want to experience it or go through it, my husband just today was saying, you know, I'm scared of the challenges and trials that are going to come my way. He knows that his life has been filled with trials and challenges, and with his mental illness, it's been quite a week for us. And sometimes when it's just the two of us here at the house, I can feel as if I'm stuck in an institution or a psych ward because the OCD and the anxiety can definitely take over our home even though we try so hard to utilize our faith as a shield, and sometimes as a sword when it's needed. And today has been a very trying day, which is so interesting, because usually my Thursdays are very trying. And I don't think it's a coincidence that it's the days that I typically record and do my podcast episodes. So you know, talking about the place of these refiner's fire moments in our life, the last two weeks we did two episodes on conversion, and this just fits in so well with the theme of conversion, uh, these refiner's fire moments that we have that purifies us so that even Christ can see his image when he looks upon us and how beautiful that is. But when you're going through these moments, it's so hard to stay focused on the things that are so meaningful. end result, and the blessings that are going to come from our ability to endure, to persevere, to push through, and to do so with great faith. We can't always be consistent in our gospel journey. It's going to not, it's definitely not going to be a linear experience. It's going to have its highs and lows as with everything else in life. And you know what? I'm here to tell you today, it's okay. It is quite all right. And sometimes you just need to give yourself a mental break, a spiritual break, and a physical break, and just find something that you can do that's not having to engage your mind so much so that you can just kind of hit that reset button. Um, you know, the Refiner's Fire is a great visual for us to take as he is hammering the metal; he's melting the silver. He's bending, breaking, shaping, and he's definitely setting it on fire at a temperature that is beyond anything that we could comprehend in order to melt that silver and purify that silver, to take out anything that is um, not worthy of the purity of the silver, anything that would degrade the beauty of the silver. And we need to remember that we, in this example, of course, are the silver. And so coming here and having this mortal experience is part of that process, and it's okay. Um, Sometimes we just need to take a couple steps back from our situation and just take a nice, deep, big breath and find the things that help us to decompress to find strength to continue to push forward and not give up. In Ether chapter 12, verse 6, it says, You receive no witness until after the trial of your faith. And we know that faith precedes the miracle. It's not the miracle precedes the faith. The faith must and always come first. In Jeremiah, chapter 9, verse 7. It says, Therefore thus saith the Lord of hosts, Behold, I will melt them and try them. You know, Elder Uchdorf. I just love him so much. And he has a quote from an older talk that he says, God will be with you. He will direct your steps, and he will walk beside you and even carry you when you need it the greatest. Let us not forget that that we're never alone and that when we feel like we've done all we can and we're physically and mentally and emotionally just exhausted, that it is the Spirit of God and His love and His mercy and His grace that shines down upon us and gives us that extra bit of energy and willingness to just keep going, to keep pushing and figuring out what we need to do. We know that this refiner's fire process is not fun it's not fun at all. This week has been just very hellish for us. And you know, that's what mental illness can do is it just invites a lot of just trial and hard into our lives. And I just, I even get to the point where I look at my husband and when he's he is in the throes of his OCD in his mind. Sometimes I don't even recognize him and who he is. But there's this constant blessing from Father and my Savior that comes through the Holy Ghost that gives me peace in my chest and my bosom. I feel this peace, and yet my mind has a hard time reconciling that because my mind's very much in the moment and dealing with what we're dealing with at the time. So, for example, today was a really rough day, and, you know, with his OCD, it's not that he does things repetitively as far as uh, opening and closing doors or having to clean things or anything like that. You know, my husband's form of mental illness is repetitive negative thoughts, so it's really hard to be optimistic, hopeful, happy, and positive when your mind is very negative and contrary, and then it just constantly repeats that vicious cycle and loop. And so we work very hard at our faith. And you know what? For us, we have to. Our lives put us at the very feet of the Lord. And I can only see myself holding on to Christ's feet and Jed on the other foot, me on one foot, Jed on the other. And he's just walking and pulling us along because that's how I often feel. And not just with my husband, also with the trials and challenges of just my everyday life. I, too, have never really had a mental illness, but being with my husband and, and you know, enduring our life, I have developed anxiety in the meantime, and so that's kind of ramped up the real hard that we do experience in our lives when it um, very much reveals itself, and so we just do the best we can to keep our emotions under control, to plead with the Lord and sometimes we just have to put our head down and grin and bear it because this is not I don't know if this is something that will ever be healed from but I know it's definitely something that we have to learn to live with and you know what this is just our experience this is our trial this is our bitter cup and it just it is what it is and I trust God You know, I go back to the plan of salvation episode and all the studying I did for that episode talking about, you know, how we came to earth in order to progress to be like Heavenly Father. And to be like Heavenly Father, we had to go through these trials and the bumps. We had to have the hardships. We had to have these experiences just like Christ when He came to earth. And He had the experiences that He had so that He could know how to mourn with those that were mourning. To comfort those that stood in need of comfort. To be there for us. To truly know what each and every one of us are going through. For Christ, your Savior and mine, does truly know what we're going through. And he loves us so very much. So again, you know, for a while there, I was looking for a cure. I was looking for some type of all powerful, you know, if I'm just more faithful, if I do more, if I'm more active, I do more service, do more callings, do more of everything that our lives would be healed from this experience. But After close to 10 years and hearing a talk from somebody who's in the church and deals with mental illness in their family too, I realized that what she said is so true and that was she had an epiphany one day that she was meant to learn to live with it and learn how to still be happy even in the midst of all of this hard and very real trials and challenges and things that push us beyond our abilities and capacity. If you really look at your life and take stock of your life, you know, most of us by nature are not going to seek out the things that are going to make us feel uncomfortable, that are going to push us and stretch us and pull us beyond, um, you know, what we're capable of, you know, if you um, look around you and you take in all that you see, how often would you step outside your comfort circle and go into the dark a little bit with faith and have those experiences that truly stretch and grow you, that help you to progress. After all, coming here is a proving ground for us to become like Father in Heaven. And I can guarantee you, each one of you that are listening right now, that was the greatest desire of your heart when you chose and accepted this plan of salvation and happiness. Was to come down here and have these, this experience, to have these moments in your life where your faith is going to be tested and your faith will be proved and it's okay. It is truly okay. And one Corinthians chapter three, verse 13, it says every man's work shall be made manifest for the day shall declare it because it shall be revealed by fire and the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. You know, I've had some key people in my life tell me that you can really know a person's character when they are tried and tested through stress and pressure. Um, I'm, my husband and I actually did a rafting uh, trip down the Provo River, and it was really high that year, very swift. And uh, we were in a raft. We had a couple of paddles. My mom and my nephew were with us, and we were going down. We got stuck on a couple of rocks. You know, we had to make sure that we got off and walked around the bridge so we didn't go under the bridge. And there were just all these things that we had to do. And you know what? Did we handle it perfectly? Did we communicate, you know, just spot on? Did we paddle when we were supposed to paddle? Did we maneuver and do the right thing when we were supposed to do it? No. Were there... Some words of anger and frustration and even some yelling going on? <laughs> Most definitely, yes. Uh, when we got done with that rafting trip, I thought for sure my husband was going to say, I never want to do this again. But when we pulled the raft in and we got up off the raft, off the river, we took our you know life jackets off, um, got a drink of water. He turned and looked at me and said, you know what? That was fun. I want to do it again. And here I was thinking because we had some tense moments and we shared some words um, that he would say he wouldn't ever want to do it again. But it really taught me something. My husband taught me something that, you know, what it's okay and we're just going to get better. So let's go do it again and let's just get better and have a good time and enjoy the ride. And, uh, you know, I really appreciate these lessons that he teaches me and shows me, especially because oftentimes I can put him in a a box, so to speak, with boundaries. And I know what he's capable of and not capable of. And it always reminds me to allow him to decide where his boundaries are as he changes, grows and matures, progresses in life and spiritually as well. He's just quite a remarkable person. And it's truly his trials and his life that has brought me humbly before the Lord and put me squarely where I need to be. So can I tell you right now that I'm super grateful for this week (laughs) and for today and everything that we've gone through? You know what? I'm smiling and my brain saying, no, 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 I can't say that. But I want you to know that I'm smiling, and it's because I get it. I get the journey, I get the process, and I get the goal. Am I happy that we had to go through all this to get there? No. But you know what? If that's what it takes, that's quite all right. And I trust the Lord. I trust my Heavenly Father. I trust the Holy Ghost. I trust this gospel plan of salvation. I trust myself, and I trust my husband. And because of that trust, I have confidence, and that confidence helps me to remember to push forward, to never give up, and to continue to be faithful, to do all the things that I know I'm to do, to be all in, and that when I have questions, when I have things that I'm trying to figure it out, to always figure it out with the Spirit To allow him to guide me, to be with me, and always request that it's done through the power of discernment. Because let's face it, this truly is a war between good and evil. And there are bad spirits just as there are good spirits. And we want to make sure that we are being impressed, influenced, inspired by spirits that come from God. I had a wonderful opportunity to do an interview for this week's episode with my dad. And his name is Ray Lemon. He has a powerful and deep faith and testimony in the gospel of Jesus Christ, as found in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And here he is. He's coming up next. Enjoy. Hi, Dad. Welcome to our little podcast. I'm so happy to have you on this episode for the Refiners Fire. What it is and the place that it has in our lives. This is my father, Ray Lemon. And um, he has joined us today to add his voice and testimony as well as his experiences. And I'm so happy to have you on the podcast, Dad. So... When we talk about the refiner's fire, um, let's start off a little bit, Dad, with you and your story. Tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, and your life.
1: Well, my name is Ray Lemon, and I've been a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints for at least 47, 48 years. And it's been a, a bittersweet, glorious journey I was born of goodly parents in Honolulu, Hawaii, and I have Hawaiian blood in me that has granted me some spiritual gifts according to my patriarchal blessing. Uh, I've always loved the Lord. I was raised an Episcopalian. I've always loved the Lord and in my life. and. Uh, As a result of that, down deep inside, even though I never really kept his commandments, that love and that feeling and that awareness separated me usually from everybody else that I went to school with, in particular my society. It caused me a lot of stumbling blocks too because I didn't understand why this feeling and loyalty towards Father in Heaven was so affinitive. I went through life more like everybody else does who's not a member of the church and not very conscientious of our obligations and the blessings of Father in Heaven. And uh, committed and did things that brought me both Babylonian type of happiness and Babylonian type of sadness. In my formative years up until my early 20s, when I met my wife, who uh, was a member of the church. She wasn't active, but she was going to Leia College, which is affiliated with Brigham Young in, in, in Hawaii, in Honolulu, Hawaii. Because of that connection with her, my life began to change. But previous to meeting her, I had gone through my hell of depression and sorrow and sadness and disappointment. Not because of what others did to me, but because of my bad choices. And though it was, uh, and though it was very deep, and I experienced much sorrow and sadness because of my choices, evidently it had it had become an important part of my life that led me towards the church and a relationship with our Savior Jesus Christ because it caused me to seek help other than what I would otherwise receive in the world. And that realization and those experiences of bitterness and the flame of sanctification, I would suppose, also made me aware of uh, what bad decisions can do and the consequences. And it helped me to set me in order in my mind to seek out the wisdom of the elders, that their wisdom is, has great value to it, that the scriptures are of great value if we follow them. And it was a slow educational process to that realization. But I had to go through an extensive amount of suffering in order to come to that conclusion. As a result of that, upon meeting my wife, I naturally thought I'd died and gone to heaven because I noticed she was such a pure character. And she introduced me to the ideologies of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, especially the First Vision, which unconsciously I had been looking for all my life, but just didn't know where to find it. After being baptized, I began still with the habits of the telestial kingdom to make that eternal journey. And it's been a process of education and realization of what's good in life and the value of the gospel in our lives. And how it is is a marvelous work and a wonder upon us. It's a miraculous work upon us if we will yield to commandments of our Father in heaven and the covenants we make and I have found happiness in the process but it has not been without making conscientious sacrifices of my old ways and replacing those old ways of bitterness with with the values of our Savior Jesus Christ and coming to realize that following in his footsteps, irregardless of the sanctification process that we might go through, which at times is very painful, very challenging emotionally and mentally, on the break of sometimes learning the grand lesson of loving your own family through the potential divorce and potential loss of my family because of my conduct I had to do much repentance and bring myself into alignment with the Spirit of the Lord. Lessons hard to be learned. I've made mistakes as I've grown in the church, but the Lord has been tender and delivered me from the consequences of those mistakes, which has burned with fire in me also, with pain and suffering and regret. But it's the process of being cleansed from the telestial kingdom characteristics to that which is celestial.
0: To ready us and to prepare us, right?
1: To prepare us to receive the greater glories of the gospel, the blessing, to be worthy of that, as well as to be able to go back into the presence of Father and Him.
0: Do you think these moments that we have, these refiner's fire moments that we have that are dotted throughout our lives, is it something that we should fear? Should we be afraid? Should we run from it?
1: No. Uh, consciously, I was very ignorant as to these things. You know, being not being raised in the LDS tradition of religion, but being raised in the world's tradition of religion, the concepts are very different. On the one hand, in the world, they they preach a paradisical type of life if you obey the commandments of the father in heaven and you gain the riches of the world they don't speak too much about educating our mind on afflictions and and sacrifices that we need to make personally in order to bring our lives up habits and concepts that we were raised with in the world that we need and values that we need to give up which we loved at one time and made up our personality in order to bring ourselves and our nature and our thinking into harmony with our Savior Jesus Christ. And some of that journey is is very painful to give up. And some of the pleasures of the world is very painful to give up for the blessings of the gospel. But it's worth it. But you don't find that out until you walk the walk walk the talk and that is the greatest part of the gospel is learning these lessons by walking it and not just talking it. and that within itself is a mystery according to Brigham Young
0: I love that we learn by walking it and not just talking it so you know as the gospel always teaches us we must do and we must act there's always this hearkening and this hastening that's placed you know in the teachings of the gospel and so it's definitely a loving experience, but it's something that, how would you couch that?
1: It's a loving experience after the fact, but as you go through the experience and challenges going through the experience, such as when our number two son died after serving, a mission, and he died of cancer. And on the one hand, My wife's attitude was, Father in heaven, thy will be done. My desires were, Father in heaven, heal my son. And for the two years that we nurtured him and saw the pain and discomfort that he went through and the valiancy that he showed in spite of it all to be faithful to his covenant, it was a wonderful journey of love, sorrow, and sadness. maybe what one could call a college education and paternal love for one's child who is potentially gonna die in suffering. I can't put it, verbalized everything that my wife and I learned from that experience, but if anything, we learned our compassion, capacity increased for people who are struggling we become more sensitive to it. we become more adult in our paternal love for our children. When Mike finally died, and like I said, my wife said, Thy will be done, Father. And she was relatively at peace with that. But with me, I got mad at God. And in my own way, I swore at him and complained. In my garage yelling at the top of my lungs that he let me down the thing that came to my salvation at that time was that thing inside of me that said to me in spite of it all ray humble yourself and i did
0: that's beautiful dad and
1: i was forgiven and that forgiveness, after I raised at him, taught me a great lesson of the grace and love of our Savior, Jesus Christ, and what he had done for us. But it was a burning flame of sanctification, and I had to go through it in order to learn of his grace and power and how much he loves us.
0: I love how you talk about how we need to go through these experiences in order to gain that college education in spiritual matters. And that's so very important. So we definitely should not feel sorry for ourselves, not pity ourselves, even though we can give ourselves a moment to maybe feel the situation, but um, know that there is going to be miracles that are going to come through our choice to make good decisions because Father always blesses those who persevere, endure, and obey, and repent to the best of their ability.
1: And I think you're right. In fact, you hit it right on the head, but it's a journey, and it's one step at a time, to the point where then we become convinced that Father in Heaven is there, and that He does love us, and we learn it by experience, and that comes by living the Gospel, and exercising faith and at times pushing ourselves through these moments when at times we just want to give up and become victims of our self-pity and just wallow in it which is very destructive and we shrink from the imagery and the faith that our father in heaven wants us to exercise
0: I do think it's very realistic for us to have these moments in our lives where we do become a victim to maybe our self-pity. But it's important that we remember to pick ourselves up and then do so by the teachings of the gospel of Jesus Christ and the many resources and how they encourage us to do so with our faith. Well
1: pointed and well said.
0: Our choices etc. You know um, in Isaiah 48 verse 10 it says behold i have refined thee but not with silver i have chosen thee in the furnace of affliction you've touched on some moments in your life where you've been in that furnace of affliction can you tell me what blessings have come from that furnace those many furnace moments that you've experienced throughout your life and continue to do so just because you're uh Dare I say, eighty years old does not mean that your furnace of affliction moments are done.
1: Correct. There have been times I didn't join the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints until I was twenty-seven years old, and previous to that, I had, I had done many things in my life that I'm not proud of, and one would call them sins, and. On a scale of one to 10, my sins were from number one that most of us are guilty in to maybe number nine, you know, which might be a little exceptional to the general masses. And as a result of that, I suffered the consequences of those sinful decisions and acts that I did when I joined the church and began to receive the Imagery and vision of what it's like to be a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter day Saints and the imagery of Christ's likeness. I complained to Father in Heaven one time and asked him, Why did I have to come down from premortal existence and live in such a sinful environment versus why couldn't I have been born into an active member of the family? and be taught all these beautiful values of conduct and and life and living by faith and receiving the sweetness of the tree of life and the blessings that are attended to it, because I was pretty angry about it at that time. And the answer I got from Father in heaven is that the experiences I had had up until the time when I joined the church, and of course, consequently have had since, those experiences helped me to bring me to the church and help me to educate the value of being in harmony with Father in heaven versus living a sinful life. That I needed to have those experiences to educate me as to what is right and wrong in this life, not just right and wrong on the celestial or terrestrial kingdom level, but that which is on the celestial level. And that's why in the first place, we came down here and descended into a celestial kingdom. Is to learn right from wrong, as we know in the Book of Genesis in the Garden of Eden. But the experiences, you know, it's one thing to read these things and to hear about them, but having gone through them and experiencing the bitterness and the emptiness of the reward of Babylon, it's still misery.
0: I really like how you said that the reward of Babylon is empty. You know, we're taught in the scriptures over and over that the things of the world um, doth corrupt and they can—they don't have any eternal or long-lasting effect. So when we talk about your Refiner fire moments and the sorrow and suffering and the pain that you've gone through, let's look at the rewards and the effects and the blessings that have come from these times that you have truly been tried and you have been put to the, the stone and you have been pulled and pushed and prodded into uncomfortable areas and, and you know, uncomfortable zones that um, most of us would say, if we knew what we were getting into, we would say, no, we don't want to do this. So let's talk about the rewards and the effects of the blessings that come from our making a choice to allow Father to make these experiences consecrated for our good. And to learn from them and to get that spiritual education at the celestial level. You know, we always have good, better and best. So share with us what your... Blessings and rewards have been for your faith, perseverance, and your endurance?
1: You know, at 80 years old, and being a member of the church for 40-some 47, 47 odd years, when I first joined the church, the Spirit said to me, I am your friend. I've been with you all your life, but you didn't know it. That really impacted on me because there was moments in my time before I joined the church that I had this sensing of a divine connection, but I didn't understand it. And that was the beginning of my journey to be educated and becoming a sanctified vessel of our Savior, Jesus Christ. But it was a journey, but I still made some bad mis- mistakes in my life. In fact, most of my journey in in the church has been making mistakes and full of repentance and building up that desire because of those experiences in connection with the Holy Ghost and his tutelage to to create in me an increased desire like a burning flame to be like our Savior, Jesus Christ. In joining the church, Everything in life of value has been given to me, me. whereas I I realized, looking back, if I had not joined in the church, I probably would have been dead on some battlefield or maybe in prison with the way my life had been going, basically self-destructive. The opening of my eyes to that over a period of time has been a rightful revelation that just reinforced to me that not only is this church the true church, but it preaches the true religion. And it preaches a religion of both good and bad. Versus the outside churches that as far as I'm concerned just preach the religion of everything gonna be honey on toast and and and, you know, paradisical. Whereas the Church of Jesus Christ preaches a religion that it is celestial, but it's a reality of, of life where, like Job says, not only do we receive the good, but the bad also. But the bad is very intrinsic to our learning process of learning what's good and bad and right and wrong and helping us to appreciate in a celestial conceptualness of the value of life and the value of the tree of life and the commandments of Father in heaven and the way of living that life versus anything else. And that has been a great eye opening journey for me. And it's taken me 40 some odd years to just say what I said, and it's going to take me a lifetime beyond the veil to continue to learn that. And I relish it because it's exciting and it's a joyous. And I've come to a point now where. I welcome, with appropriate, educated attitude now, trials and tribulations because it's part of the eternal love of a Father in Heaven. You know, life is a combination of good and bad which teaches us joy. And it's this joy that I've received by living the Gospel to the best of my ability, with much repentance though to take those nano steps to become like Christ like and it's a fullness of joy which can only be revealed to those who actually are on, who have taken that course, to live it sincerely and heartfully, not artificially. But I realize it's a growth from being a little baby through the process of toddlerism, through the process of young teenageism to teenageism to what is called adult. The Father in heaven is an adult, and so is our Savior. And they offer us a fullness of joy if we will just keep His their commandments.
0: So it's truly line upon line, step by step.
1: We don't right. take
0: big bites. We need to do this in little baby steps.
1: That's the key right there.
0: And I really love how you say that you're times of being pushed and stretched and prodded and bent and just going through your own personal hell essentially is the eternal love of Heavenly Father. And we need to remember that. It's okay to be in these throes and to be so desperate and so sad and depressed, but remember how much Father in Heaven loves us too give us these experiences because after all, we want to become like him. Um, dad, I always love talking with you. My dad and I are very close. Uh, we're very much alike, especially spiritually. And that's why I felt it was very important to have him on this episode. Um, because he's got a lot of faith with a spirit. That's like a giant. He does a lot of service and a lot of work for heavenly father and his savior, Jesus Christ. But his life has not been perfect whose lives have been perfect who can say my life has been without these refiner fire moments we need to remember that these refiner fire moments are for our good and for our blessing so just hold on to that as you go through it and it is like the iron rod hold on to it feel your moments Have your time, but eventually stand up in faith. Utilize what you've been taught in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Repent and find your way. Pray, invite inspiration and revelation into your life, and you'll know which direction to go, what to do, how to pray, what to fast for, and the steps to take. You know, as we talk about the blessings that come from remaining steadfast, and persevering through these moments that we experienced, Ed. Wouldn't you truly say it's okay? It's okay to take a moment to feel it and to... We can't always, I guess what I'm trying to say is we can't always be this rock of faith. We're not always going to handle things perfectly, and that's the point of these experiences, wouldn't you say?
1: Yes, I do. and. And it's okay to make mistakes, it's okay to sin, but repent and let the atonement and the power and the faith and the merit of our savior Jesus Christ manifest itself in the form of the spirit of forgiveness. And, And that cleansing that comes as a result of that because it's part of the step of Jacob's ladder of going from one rung to another rung, to another state of glory, print line upon line, principle upon principle, and that's the journey. And it's not only our journey, that's how Elohim became Elohim. That's how Jesus Christ became a complete Jesus Christ and a complete God. And we're doing and learning in the school of learning righteousness and holiness like they are. And as long as we're on that journey, We're okay, it's the learning of right and wrong. That's why Adam and Eve came down on this earth in the first place, to learn right from wrong. And this is what life is all about.
0: And they had to partake of that fruit. And they had
1: to partake of that fruit in order to receive the celestial glory. Otherwise, there's no glory if Eve, our mother Eve had not partaken of that fruit.
0: And it it is a blessing to us.
1: It is, ultimately, It's a blessing of joy and eternal and perfect love for us. And we need to be grateful.
0: Beautiful, dad. Beautiful. As we talk about some of the blessings that have come out of these times where you truly have been put through the refiner's fire. As I mentioned before, he's 80 years old. He's been married to my mom, his wife for over 50 years. He's got five children. He's got several grandchildren and he has many great-grandchildren. My dad has a wonderful laugh that is infectious and uh, he's got a wonderful personality. He is big hearted. He is stable and he is a rock when it comes to the gospel of Christ. And these are some of the blessings that he has and has been given by a loving Heavenly Father and Savior, but these blessings are also trickling down. They are trickling to his wife, his children, his grandchildren, and his great-grandchildren. And I really appreciate you sharing yourself and opening up with me today and with our audience, Dad. Your faith and your testimony is so sweet and touching. And let us all be willing to share to be genuine and to open that way we can uplift and edify each other and cheer each other on and this journey this wonderful journey that we have been given this is truly a once an eternity experience i love you dad thank you <laughs> And that, again, is my dad, Ray Lemon. You know, it's so interesting, as I've been doing this podcast, I'm realizing how how much untapped talent I have around me and how blessed I am to have such goodly parents, really good friends in the gospel, and other family members that are in the gospel to support me in my gospel journey, to uplift and edify me, and to continue to teach me. I wanted to... Well, I'm hoping that you guys enjoyed the interview with my dad. I've always and loved talking to him about spiritual matters. And um man was the spirit so strong. I wanted to end this episode with a couple of the verses from the hymn, The Spirit of God. The Spirit of God, like a fire is burning, the latter-day glory begins to come forth. The visions and blessings of old are returning, and angels are coming to visit the earth. We'll call in our solemn assemblies in spirit to spread forth the kingdom of heaven abroad, that we through our faith may begin to inherit the visions and blessings and glories of God. We'll sing and we'll shout with the armies of heaven, Hosanna, Hosanna to God and the Lamb. Let glory to them in the highest be given, henceforth and forever. Amen and amen. I hope you guys have a wonderful week. Stay safe, stay healthy, stay faithful. I remember to be kind for everyone you meet is truly truly fighting a hard battle. Until next week, God bless and know how much you are truly loved.